Welcome to podcast number 11. I'm here, well, my name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here at Northview. I'm sitting with Crystal. Good morning. <laughs> is it afternoon? Good morning, as you're listening to it. <laughs> and Brandy. And good evening, if oh. it's the evening that you're listening to us. <laughs> We're catering to you at every moment of your day. Yes. So we're going to start out with the did you know section. Did you know, did you know, did you know? And we were talking about the fact that did you know there are lots of opportunities for prayer at Northview. Not everybody knows, so we're going to kind of walk you through some opportunities. So let's begin. What do we got? Okay. Uh, Well, we have a request prayer line. Um, there's kind of two ways of two ways of going about that. One, well, I know the email one. Yeah, one would be email requestprayer@northview.org, um, and uh, then that gets sent on to a bunch of people who have volunteered to be on it mm-hmm. to pray for the requests. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page, Northview Praise, that you can access and post prayer requests. And there's a community of people on there that also like yep. that page, and then pray for the request and respond in comments and that kind of thing. So those are two ways. Yep. Yep. There's a prayer newsletter that the prayer department sends out that gives kind of highlights of different ministry things going on throughout a month, and you can pray through those things. And uh, I really enjoy being part of the elder prayer. Um, So on every month when there's an elder meeting, they meet for at least an hour prior to the meeting or kind of in between, between 7.30 and about 8.30. And if congregants have needs they want to bring before the elders uh, for prayer, whether it's health needs or emotional concerns, whatever is on their heart, uh, they can do that. And the elders will break off into groups and spend time praying for people. Mm-hmm. And there's usually Thalia and myself and a few other women that try and be there on hand if there's yeah. women that come. Uh, but that's a really, it's been such a blessing to be part of that and to see us surround each other as a church body yeah. uh, at those times of prayer. So, so if yeah. you want to do that, just call the church office. And put your name in for the next elder meeting, which I think is, uh, we had that down there. Where? It's third April, week of April, the 15th. April 15th. Tuesday, yeah. April 15th. Call the church. What else have we got? We've got the first Tuesday of the month. You can also come and drop in at the church here for prayer. Seven in the morning, I think, till so seven, seven at, at night. night. Yeah. And the focus is to pray for our friends and neighbors who don't know Christ yet. And so we've done that as pastors. We usually meet every Tuesday for an hour of prayer, eight to nine o'clock. And on that day, then we join everybody who's in the worship center and sit on our own or sit in small groups and pray. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday mornings as well at 6 a.m., there's a prayer meeting here that goes on every Tuesday. So every Tuesday at 6 and then once a month with the the whole church. Yeah, and pray first is Monday nights. Yeah. So there are lots of opportunities for prayer. Yeah, and then praying during the services every couple weeks. Yeah, Uh, we have that time for people to come forward. And it's been great. Yeah. Uh, The last couple, well... In general, you know, I usually mm-hmm. have at least two people that come up each yep. service, especially when I'm there emceeing and I'm there quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, it's great that we don't... There's been a stigma in the past, I think, if you go up front, oh, that must mean you've got really serious <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I think Ooh. we're getting more comfortable with this, yeah, that we need to support each other in it's prayer. True. And we just need to uh, have people come around us. And yeah. so it's been really neat to be able to do that with people. And a lot of people will come forward... Not just for themselves, but on behalf mm. of someone, oh, yeah. on behalf of a child or a neighbor or a coworker. So yeah. just because yeah. someone comes forward, you don't, you don't have to assume they have this <laughs> big horrible thing in their life. But, but that's something. What, I know, but that's what I think we all assume. Like, yeah. I, oh, I need prayer, so I gotta go up because oh, got some muck or some messed up yeah. stuff, or 
yeah, I like to, uh, I've had a few opportunities, not so much. I'd love more opportunities to have people come and, you know, just pray together in celebration of what God's doing in yeah, their life. Yeah. Like, that's more rare. Yeah. But, like, in the same, that's what the call is for. Like, mm-hmm. come on up and, you know, receive prayer for needs, obviously, but also, like, to praise and thank God for the yeah. things that, you know, he's given you or that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I love the in-service prayer time. And it's really encouraging even along those lines is sometimes we'll have people come through the request prayer line and give a request. And then a month later, they'll tell us the answer. Like they'll send in again and say, oh, just by the way, this is what happened. And it's encouraging for us to hear too. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes the elders have said that too. Like what happened to those people we prayed for? And they want to hear the continuing story. So I think, yeah, as we care for each other. It's nice to hear the praise and the and the prayer requests. And, yeah, yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, the people who help give leadership to that prayer email because they're phenomenal prayer yeah. warriors. Yeah. Wow, like just they and, committed and they're that. committed and they're so passionate about it. it comes across mm-hmm. in the in the emails you get to to pray for people and always includes scripture and praying scripture for people and the requests and and them doing the job of following up on those requests mm-hmm. like yeah. and then letting us know as pastors yeah. too if somebody needs wants a personal touch with that like if yeah. they want to be yeah. visited or talk to about it that's a helpful thing because sometimes we don't know oh, do yeah. they just want prayer or do they want some more follow-up so yeah knowing that is great it's a blessing of a ministry to our church yeah. and our community that people probably don't even know is there exactly that's why we did did you know did you yeah. know <laughs> okay so let's move on the topic today is the holy spirit and this is one that Crystal really wanted. She's going to tell us why to start out with, and then we'll all chime in. Yeah, well, there's a couple different reasons, and I know we'll chime in different ones as we go. But um, there's been different conversations I've had with people, and people come up with a comment to me sometimes that the Holy Spirit is not present here at Northview because they don't see thir- certain things happening in the services. They don't see people speaking in tongues, or they don't right. see our services as being really flexible, allowing you know God to just His Spirit to move in the midst of them. And and so that comment has kind of sat in me, and I've thought through what that means. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that. And also, uh, it's been a comment that people have come sometimes to me and said, um, commented on an experience they've had, and they really hold that experience as having a lot of authority. And I think experiences are great in terms of rounding out our experience, our understanding of God, but we want to kind of have experiences couched in um, scripture and in also always being willing to discern them, like mm-hmm. what part of that is real, what part of it isn't. Uh, we want to hold experiences with an open hand, and if we hold them too tightly, uh, it can become a little bit dangerous because our thoughts and our feelings, I know myself, I've been led astray by emotions and by experiences or dreams or things that have just impacted me in strange ways, and uh, we need to examine those things and be willing to have other people speak into them. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that too. So so can I pause you for a second? Because yeah. I think people wonder when if someone would say to you that the Holy Spirit is not present at Northview, what do they think shows that the Holy Spirit is present? What are some of the activities they would expect to see at any service, not just at Northview, but anywhere that would show that the Holy Spirit is present? Like what are we talking about? You said tongues, but what else? Dogs barking, <laughs> flags, no, just no. confetti cannons, gold and, dust falling from the ceiling. 
I well, think that like is when, they, when, when somebody hears a speaker say, like, I'm just throwing my notes aside and I'm just going to speak from my heart and I have a prophetic word for the church or okay. that kind right. of idea. Like, yeah. this whole service, the planning, nothing, it doesn't matter because I have a fresh word from God. Okay. Uh, those kind of things. Yeah, that's that what idea people of look fresh. for that yeah, idea yeah. of we don't want to have things really planned out. We don't want to have things really structured because that doesn't allow. God's so it might go on for work. hours, that kind of thing. So not necessarily just I mean, confined to an hour, yeah. hour and a half. The biggest thing being outward expression. Yeah, outward expression. Of Basically, emotion. can be yeah. can summarize it. Outward expression. And and you you know you're not alone to say that you've had those comments or you hear people. I have the same thing, um, especially kids. You know, coming back from experiences, mountaintop experiences, if you will, um, from YWAMs and those kind of things. Or even on your mission trip. Like yeah, mission trip. Last year, right? Yeah, it totally. Like, and you have yeah. some, yeah, some very charismatic type expressions and experiences and, and like, oh, well, they move in worship. Like, they're actually singing, they're dancing, there's yeah. tambourines in the yeah. aisle. There's yeah. like, they must really love Jesus because they have that, you know, and and the explanation sometimes that's given is no, they're just alive in the Holy Spirit, right? Which automatically Means conveys <clears throat> this two-tiered, you know, division of Christianity. There's people who are alive, alive in the Holy yeah. Spirit and fresh and yeah. new and on fire, and and then there's like, oh, well, at Northview, there's like barely clapping and we a few hands a few. raised. Yeah, and yeah, So exactly. they would say that it's kind of dead in a way. Right. They would think that. Oh, maybe, yes. Yeah. I think that would be the, the correct language. There's churches that are dead and alive. Yeah. AKA, mm-hmm. they have the spirit, they don't. Right. This yeah. is wrong thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it. That's wrong. And then you were talking about experiences and how we often see that our experiences sort of weigh more heavily or have more authority than maybe mm-hmm. what we've learned in scripture. Mm-hmm. And you talk about that a little bit, because I know that's one of your concerns among, especially in women's ministry, but I know in the church in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, everybody will have their own kind of story with that, but um, just feeling that God's spoken to them and told them something, and they hold on to that very tightly as a message from him. Um, and it might be a message from God. I'm not there to discount it, but I think um, putting it on a pedestal as I know this is for sure from God and I must listen to it um, is a little bit ner- makes me a little bit nervous because yeah. for everything that I receive and hear, I want, first of all, I want someone to come to me and say, like if somebody has a prophetic word for me, which people have come to me and said, I have a prophetic word. I want them to say, this is what I believe God's telling me to tell mm-hmm. you. Um, you take it, you test it, you look at scripture, you discern, is this for you? Yes. Yeah. Is this something that God is speaking to you or is this something that's completely out of my imagination? So right. when people come to me open-handed like that, I am willing to receive that. Right? Yeah. Yep. If people come to me and say, God is saying this to you right now, it makes me a little bit leery. Like, mm-hmm. really? Are you saying you are for sure the voice of God now right. to me and... I can't question that. Like, they're yeah. taking an authority that's really like authority that would be like a prophetic, like an Isaiah or a Jeremiah in the yeah. Bible, which is different than us speaking truth to each other yeah. now, mm-hmm. right? So sure. I think there are people who will hold on to this understanding that they've received a certain word and just grab onto it. And, and, right. if, and if I would question it or push back or say, you know, I really don't think that's what God's teaching me, yeah. they would think that I'm the one sinning, like yeah. that I'm the one not receiving mm-hmm. this word from God and I must repent and I must, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's because um, we are open to prophetic words. We are like I have our, people yeah. in yeah. my group that have that gift. Yeah, yeah, and there are people yeah. who come to our leadership and to our elders, and they will have a prophetic word, and then the leadership and the elders test that and they pray about it and they discern to see if that's true. Yeah, because there is a role for that. Yeah, 
But we want to hold all those really open-handedly, like say carefully, carefully with yeah. wisdom and judgment. And then once that we deliver, judgment. if we do have, yeah. <laughs> not bad judgment, yeah. Yeah. discerning. <laughs> wisdom and judgment. We did okay, that podcast a few mm, times ago. I don't know, I don't know. Well, and it, it comes with the, the, the simple aspect of uh, thinking that your experiences are the ultimate and primary source of wisdom in your mm-hmm. life, and that's the hard part of. Um, placing it appropriately i think so you have experiences don't throw them out it should not be thrown out god created us for community created us to have these you know to have senses to go through life and gain wisdom through experience the simple aspect of touching something hot and Uh oh so not only did my parents tell me don't touch that it's hot and there's the there's the truth i had to experience it for myself so i touch it oh it is hot i don't (laughs) want to do that again so it is a form of gaining wisdom but it cannot be the primary form of your truth of Mm -hmm. your wisdom yeah so your experiences in your faith cannot be your primary source of authority because then it becomes it's limited it's limited by your age it's Mm -hmm. limited by the experiences you have so if we all thought about what our doctrine of the holy spirit is based solely on our experiences we we'd be so confused Mm -hmm. everyone would have a different definition of what that looks like so sometimes when you get those criticisms of the church is dead or this church is not, people are basing those statements based on experiences they've had, not based on what scripture reveals as who the Holy Spirit is and how mm-hmm. he operates. So what is the danger here? What's at stake if we go on our experiences, if we listen to these um, criticisms? What are some of the areas we need to be cautious in? Well, we want our whole understanding of salvation to be based, first of all, in fact, because we can go through all kinds of weird ups and downs and feelings. And if we base our feeling of forgiveness and of being in God's presence based on how we feel, oh yeah, like we're going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to drive us crazy because yeah. there's lots of times where we just, you do the thing because you know it's what you need to do. Um, but, it, but it's not something you're emotionally wanting to do at that moment. You're not necessarily feeling particularly close to God, but you do it. And as you work, like anything, as you work through your salvation, as you work mm-hmm. through your faith, as you understand it more, um, it becomes clear. But we need to base it on the truth of the word of, of God and what he has revealed to us. Rather so, than on an emotional high or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yep. yeah, we see that danger, or at least I've met with a number of young people who have come back from experience. YWAM is great. One of the cautions is that they have a great one-year experience with a group of people, and they're in prayer every day, and they have great worship services, um, but then they come back to what we would call regular life, and they don't know how to incorporate regular life compared to what they experienced. And then they think that there isn't sort of the Holy Spirit present here. Right. The, the key word for some of that is that, um, and your question of what's at stake, what's at stake is that you take these experiences that are great. You know, m- maybe you're having an experience in the Spirit and the Lord has poured out. Mm-hmm which is very which biblical, is. Yeah. he pours out, uh, you know, uh, more of the spirit in certain situations, in certain circumstances, in community, within the church, in these moments. The thing is, is that then there's this expectation that that becomes normative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference, especially with what I've seen with young people and, and some of those one year or intense discipleship experiences that 
they then transform that to them wanting to be this is the normative Christian life. Right. And it's always like always has to be No 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 yeah. no. Let's look at like if we were all if we all lived like that, then we all wouldn't have jobs. We all wouldn't like <laughs> yeah. we'd yeah. all be on a constant yeah. perpetual DTS. And like yeah. that's not discipleship training <laughs> service. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's not normative in life. Like I'm glad you had this experience, but but hey, guess what? Following Christ is the long obedience in the same direction. Yeah. I'm sorry that it doesn't look really flashy and like, woo, but this is what it is to follow God is a journey, is a lifestyle. It's a long obedience. Yeah. And even as you read through scripture, um, the stories that you read, like you'll read a story of Daniel and you'll think, wow, he's got like mountaintop experiences every other day. But you read through the story and you say, well, it's kind of started when he was 17 and it ends when he's like 90. And there's maybe five times that he's kind of encountering God in this crazy way right yeah um, but we see that as like well this is always happening to him well five times maybe six times in his life uh, this is where he had this yeah but is what he did in the meantime mm-hmm. between all those times that made him open made him aware that God could use him in yeah. mighty ways when he needed to at specific times so. yeah how does this affect church unity I, that's a big concern too and that's <laughs> yeah. something else I wanted Ooh. to bring up is that it does promote this idea that there's more spiritual Christians and less spiritual Christians mm-hmm. it kind of gives because this idea why? because some people have experienced God in a more deeper way than others or, and I, or that's what they say yeah right they yeah. feel that their experience is deeper because they what speak in tongues things like that mm-hmm. have prophetic visions or or yeah or, might believe in the second baptism of the Holy Spirit that you don't actually have the Holy Spirit until you have this secondary experience, which is the gift of tongues. It's well, often that would be that. That, would that would be, be a marking, mark, of, it, marking yeah. of it, but yeah. it would be some sort of usually described as some significant infilling type experience of post, like it's secondary to salvation. So you have your salvific moment and prayer and acceptance and belief in God, but then there's a secondary moment of of being filled with the Holy Spirit, which is not a biblically based <laughs> belief, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, say it. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit operates at the reason that you turn your, you, you cannot physically turn your heart of flesh or heart of yeah. stone to a heart of flesh. Like you as a human being cannot do that. The Holy Spirit is involved in that actual very moment of turning you from. Uh, dead in your transgressions to alive in Christ. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is present calling you to that place. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's the other part of this is that I think what often happens in those circles is that the Holy Spirit gets limited to this is the only thing he does. Is yeah. He yeah. only helps us speak in tongues or he only does these charismatic things, whereas the doctrine of the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture, he is so much bigger. He's the one that opens our eyes to yeah. truth. Yeah. He's the one that kind of underscores salvation within the whole world that yeah. has kept the church going since the apostolic age that inspired scripture like the holy spirit's job is huge and you don't want to limit him and say this is the only way that we see him present is if these specific things are happening it's like saying jesus came to earth only to heal blind people like it's just limiting Mm -hmm. you know who he is and what he came to do and so when we see the holy spirit that way it's dangerous to say so part of this is our true understanding of who god the holy spirit is god the father god the son god the holy spirit i think there's a lot of education that needs to happen around that and i think specifically like we were saying earlier as we were preparing for this you have kind of two camps in a way like there's the more pentecostal leaning rely really heavily on the holy spirit teaching and that our mb church has been negligent and not really giving us very much at all and so there's a lot of confusion over 
what the role of the Holy Spirit is, who the person of the Holy Spirit is, what he's doing in the church. And so when there's a vacuum, you know, you kind of yeah. don't always act or understand things appropriately. So I think there is definitely room for more teaching, more yeah. understanding, more... So we need to clarify that the yeah. MB Church believes that the Holy Spirit is living and active today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And we maybe haven't done as much teaching as no. we should, but no. definitely. Yeah. It's not, a sens- not an it's impersonal not a force. No. No. It's um, no. yeah, a doc- denomination where we say that no. there's some people that say that the, yeah, the work of the Holy Spirit was for a certain time and is not, at least the miraculous parts of his work. But we would, when we come, when p- people come to the elders for prayer, we're asking for a miracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people come to, we, we're asking for God to work in miraculous ways in their lives. And, so maybe yeah. this is the point where we should clarify what is Northview's position on the Holy Spirit? <laughs> for Crystal. Well, I would say it's one of our, like if we look through our core values on our website, it's one of our core values that we yeah. value yielding. Uh, to the to the presence of the Holy Spirit, and so the way we do that may look differently than what some people think it should look like. But right. I would say all the time, as we're prepping sermons, yeah. as we're looking forward to our year, we spend a lot of time praying, seeking God's face in these things. Like as yeah. all, everyone decides what what's going to happen in the coming months, we spend a lot of time praying every yeah. every Tuesday morning. We spend an hour as pastors praying into the week and asking for guidance. And yeah. all of our commission meetings, we do the same kind of thing. So yeah. I think it's. In all of your youth preparation and all yeah. of my counseling well, I do, yeah. it's, it's dependent on the Holy Spirit. Every time we're studying the Word, it's realizing that the only way we can understand the Word, that's a role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, interpret Scripture to us. So, yeah. you know, in preparation for all the messages, it's when you go to study and all the teaching that gets done here, it's... Yeah. You know, Spirit revealed to me the truth of God's word. And when I get up to speak and preach, let it be your words and not mine. Mm-hmm. All these actions and activities of the Spirit are very involved in every aspect of yeah. our church. And I think we would, yeah, we would hope that he, the Spirit's constantly giving us wisdom and giving yeah. us insight and yeah. correcting us if we are, yeah, needing correction. So I think it's pretty integral. It's just maybe it doesn't show itself the yeah. way people think it should. Like yeah. people have a vision yeah. in their mind as to what reliance on the Holy Spirit means. Yeah. And maybe we don't show it in that same way. I think it also, I just want to maybe mention on the church unity that we were talking about earlier to just say that I, like I have one of my best, closest friends is, <laughs> it's totally like, yeah, totally charismatic although you know we all hate to be defined we all hate to have these labels but she is and (laughs) and we are really good friends and we disagree we disagree on some of these things but we agree on you know the 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 role of the holy spirit we agree on some of the really like main Mm close-handed core issues um, but we disagree on some of the expression and some of the emphasis and you know there's areas where she has challenged me to not be so uh, scared of the unknown, let's say. And I think that's some of the MB, you know, issues mm-hmm. and some you of those like things. like a little is, bit of the control. It's like yeah, we like yeah. the control and we like the comfort. Like, whoa, I'm not, because I don't trust that, I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to say it is what it is. Yeah. And yet part of that is the mystery and the and the and some of the fear of God. Like God is God. He's not gonna operate just in the ways that we can define or no. we can control or we can and I love that. Yeah. I love that he I love that the spirit exists. I love that there's that mystery that exists around some of it. That there's not a lot of details and you know, with when you come to look at the gifts of the spirit and all those kind of things. But um so 
you can be <laughs> it's not like these camps are against each other no you know like but there does seem to be that, that i think always we need to have a respect this... towards each other yes. and that's what i would wish that yes. when we talk about church unity yes. and stuff I, I wish that you know it has it talks in the in corinthians about us having different gifts and being part of the same body and yeah. adding different pieces to it like yeah. i just wish there was a feeling like well i maybe do this and have experienced this and you haven't but we're still on the same team we're yeah. working together yeah. rather than oh, well, you're not spiritual enough. I don't want to hang out with you. Like, right. I, I would just love to see, and for both sides, people that yeah. are haven't experienced, I would love to have them be more open yeah. to saying, oh, yes. okay, let's understand this and discern yes. what's your gifting in this. And on the other hand, yeah. those who are very open and have had a lot of experiences, I'd like them to make sure they evaluate just yeah. because you've had an experience, is it truly from God? Because there are a lot of people that have all kinds of experiences, but they're not necessarily from God. Well, that was one thing that really, I did a little paper at Regent on the Spirit a while ago. And um, one of the things that came up in a lot of literature is that just because, yeah, you have spiritual experiences that are not necessarily a Christian experience. Like there's other religions that have tongues. There's other, you know, pagan Mm -hmm. things that have being slain in the Spirit. Like, you know, that kind of idea. And visions and And dreams and things like that. And so there's a lot of experience that is associated with all kinds of different things yoga meditation whatever and so just because we have an experience we can't say that that is from god what is it but but what if i just feel peace isn't that the recognition isn't that the recognition that god is affirming whatever this experience i'm having is is i have peace That is a scary that's thing. People totally say that. totally scary. But people will say that in the midst of great sin. You bet. Well, that's what we're they saying. They will be sinning oh, for sure. repeatedly and for say, sure. but I feel peace about it and yep. God is okay with it. Yeah. And that's not okay. Yep. With, that's not in line with scripture. I'm dating a married man, but don't worry, I prayed about it and I have peace. Right. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so peace is the ultimate authority, the feeling mm-hmm. of peace. Well, when I want to stuff my face full of a tire bag of chips and chocolate, I have peace about that. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Yeah. And that feeling is peace. Right. <laughs> is that good for me? <laughs> is that? Mm, I know. Yeah. See, that's why we, you know, yeah, it needs to be subject. Like, we first have yeah. to line everything up. Yeah. And, yeah. and so with that, I know that you're going to do some studies in women's ministry. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was interesting how, again, the Holy Spirit's leading, I think, because <laughs> we sat down in December and had planned out all these podcasts, and we t- decided this week we'd talk about the Holy Spirit. And at that point, we had no idea what we were going to be studying in spring with our women. Women, And we just decided the last two weeks that we would do a session on the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's called Exploring the Holy Spirit, and it's a teaching by David Platt. Um and so it's an eight-week series that we're going to work through. And I, it was actually as I sat down to kind of think through this podcast that I realized, oh, that's a coincidence yeah. <laughs> that, you know, as we're talking about the podcast, we're leading into this teaching. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. God prepares us in advance for things that he wants to teach us, I think. And so mm-hmm. this is an evidence of that. So Wednesday mornings, we're going to be going through uh, the series and talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, talking about... How do you, what does it mean to grieve the spirit or to blaspheme the spirit? All these things that kind of are in scripture that we don't necessarily always know what they refer to. And if you can't come on Wednesday mornings, but you would like access to that information, I can send it on to you. So, And yeah. for those of you who've ever attended a secret church, mm-hmm. David Platt is the speaker for the secret church. And so this is one of those sessions. Yeah. So we'll be listening to a recording from a few years ago that he did at that secret church. Yeah. Teaching. Technique. And he does it so, in like six hours yeah. in front of like 2,000 people. Right. I just finished listening to it today, but we are going to spread it over a number of weeks. So we have because a chance to digest so it. Much, yeah, it so goes very much. fast and yeah. there's lots of scripture. And yeah, we'd rather have it kind of have time to sink into heart knowledge and not yes. just stay as head knowledge. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do it over eight weeks. Nice. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It's good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, let's move into In My Opinion. No, prayer. Oh, prayer. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> but wait, wait. Before prayer, okay. um, I'm going to share hopefully a helpful, you know, seeing our podcast is practical. Okay. It's hopefully a, a helpful uh, image when it comes to that church unity. Mm. And like, so here's my friend who were, you know, on different in different camps, if you will, yeah. on this. And, uh, and so when I think about it, I think about like a wedding analogy and the fact that like you have all these different kind of family members at your wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're all family, but then you got some people out on the dance floor that are just looking like a crazy person, but it's still your uncle. It's still your uncle, just like, and you're sitting at the table like, oh, man, making a fool of themselves, <laughs> or like, and you're sitting there, and it's all subjective, you know? Like, you're mm-hmm. still family. You're still having this, like, you're still, still going to all end up at the feast at the banquet table, but you got some crazy, <laughs> you got some crazy uncle dancing going on. And you and, got some disapproving And then you the got corner. some disapproving, yeah, totally yeah. stuck up aunt that's like, whoa. They shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's feeling bad for the other person because they're not really living or experiencing. <laughs> but you're also family and you're at the wedding. So <laughs> with that, would you pray with for that, us? Okay, I'll pray. <laughs> I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for this time that we can sit to discuss. Um, well, the Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your spirit um, mm. that uh, as you ascended into heaven, you have... Um, empowered us with your spirit um you have uh made him manifest in our lives and in the in the church so that we may do your work here on earth um we may bring glory and fame to your name um lord we recognize that all we do um is is empowered by your spirit lord when we are um serving you when we are obedient to your word and um, the fact that we get to open up your word and have understanding of that truth for our lives uh, is is a gift of your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we are grateful, mm-hmm. Lord. We are truly grateful. And I pray that you would continue to lead and guide us um, and our church in uh, in the ways to um, yeah express this well to bring um, glory to your name, that um, our worship uh, would be... Um, spirit-filled, and Lord, that we would be convicted of maybe expectations we have of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Lord, rid us of our own opinions of things and align us all um, to your word, knowing that um, only you, Lord, can see our hearts and know that even if our hands aren't lifted, our souls are abandoned in worship for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord, I'm just so grateful that you do look at the heart. Um, And so, uh, Father, show us how to continue to love one another well in that. Lead us and guide us in that. And I ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. So in my opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion. We were talking earlier about Easter chocolate. Mm. I was ranting about the fact that in the olden days, the Easter olden chocolate. Days. In How the old olden you, days. Yeah. Well, even before a couple of years ago, Easter, <laughs> cho- <laughs> Easter chocolate was it Easter? You had Cadbury cream eggs. I think that was pretty much the only Easter chocolate. What? Right? And then it came into caramel eggs. Well, mini those... eggs. No, mini eggs. But those haven't been around for a really long time. Not when I was growing up. Oh, Just yeah, see, really we're, long we're time. We're the next generation. Okay, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mini eggs were a thing for me. But now they're like year round. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and sad. And sad. I like special things. I know. It's kind of weird to get Easter chocolate in like October, I uh-huh. must say. I'm like, hey, mini eggs are out. Cadbury cream eggs are out in October. 
because it's all like pastel colors and you're yeah. like no no that's it's for spring. spring i know yeah what's going on with I that i don't know so do you guys love mini eggs or no I'm not, yeah, I'm not much aware of the chocolates because uh, I go to the chip aisle. <laughs> go for the pretzels, go for the chips. Yeah. Not as much chocolate. Well, everything's just become, it's so commercialized, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like even the, like it used to just be mini eggs and then, yeah, the Cadbury eggs. And now it's like whatever Disney movie's coming out, yeah, there's right. a chocolate minion yes. and there's a this and there's, it's so marketed. Yeah, princesses. Totally. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, it's kind of annoying. It used to just be, yeah, foil wrapped eggs. I know. No. Which are them. actually kind of annoying, just so you know. Like the little foil <laughs> things, you have to try and find a little place to unpeel it. And then and you got little like, pieces oh, all over your carpet. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> your life is so difficult, Amelia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I don't buy those. They're just annoying. Like, I just want a slab of chocolate. And we were saying earlier that, like, yeah, uh, let's be honest, the foil-wrapped chocolate eggs are, like, probably some of the worst chocolate you've ever oh. had in your life. <laughs> Unless they're, they're from Purdy's or something. It's, I love all, those. it's all about quantity, not quality. Those <laughs> yes, ones. You get so many true. of them for like a dollar. So. <laughs> yeah. In the little mesh baggie. Yeah. <laughs> that you throw them into the grass so that people can collect them. Well, they're a little more hygiene, hygienic. Yes, or then you find up. it like six years later on some Ew. ledge that you hid in your house. <laughs> okay, with that, let's wrap it up for today. Thank you oh. for listening to us. Let us know if you have a topic or a comment or a question. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. And this time, seriously, email bonus at Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy's just begging. Know. I am begging. begging. I want to know. Who... Or just email Brandy. That's we're okay oh, with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.